0: This is Nomina's Mental Health Mavens, where each week we bring you guests from the mental health, addictions, and holistic care community to talk about different issues and treatment modalities. Now, guests' opinions are their own, and some content may be triggering. With that, today's guest is Krista Malden, who is here to talk to us about the importance of community in mental health and addiction recovery. So let's welcome Krista. Well, Welcome. Thank you so much for coming on to talk about this because you know I'm a sober woman and have been for some time and we do a lot of videos on this channel on mental health and addiction recovery and we talk a lot about community and tribe and how that Mm -hmm. that belonging and that just that sense of of fitting in with your peers is so important. Uh, So why don't you just take a second and introduce yourself.
1: Perfect. Thank you for so much for having me on. It's it's great that you guys talk about anxiety and depression and mental health and addiction and community on an ongoing basis. So I'm really excited for this conversation. My name is Krista. I'm with Community Now Magazine and everything I do is about connecting people. Well, I think the first question that I have for you is around what
0: are those impacts that on mental health and addiction and depression and anxiety when you have no community? So when you
1: have no community, you're, you're missing the bond, right? And you're missing your tribe and you're missing the connections. And I think it has a huge impact because if you don't know who to turn to or have someone to turn to, then you're pretty lost and stuck. And I think when you have the community, even if you can't ask them for help, you can ask for resources, and they'll always be there to point you in the right direction to get the help with addiction or anxiety or depression or whatever mental health challenge that you're facing. So I think community plays an essential role in mental health and not having that community or having the wrong community, which some people do have plays an even bigger impact because your mental health and wellness won't get better if you're in the wrong community or don't have one.
0: Yeah, that's actually a really good point. Cause I know even for myself, I tend to take on, I tend to take on the the people that are around me. I was working in in this one establishment, and it was extremely toxic. And I found myself becoming very toxic in that environment.
1: Yeah, and I find it it, it really does play a role in how you are, right? Because if you're around toxic people, then you tend to start doing those toxic things as well, because you're all there and doing it. So Sometimes we really have to stop and look at what we're surrounding ourselves with. And I mean, my mom raised me and the one thing she always said was, was surround yourself with people who will push you and inspire you, right? And good people. But as you grow up, you don't know which groups are right for you and which ones aren't wrong for you until you've tried them out. So it, it really is about being aware, like what toxic traits are happening? Is this okay for you? Are you happy how is this playing a role in your everyday well-being?
0: Yeah, no, very true. i I uh, am, am very connected in the recovery community, and I see a lot of of young women come in, young men too, and they get into these toxic groups and fellowships because they don't know what healthy is. and and my advice is always, look, for those people that you, who you really want to be in terms of that that are inspiring and and strong and and healthy and self confident,
1: yeah, and it's really important. Like when I look at my community, there's multiple communities within the community, right? So, um, growing up, I thought it was weird because I belong to so many different communities, but my job is to connect the communities. So it's also knowing what your role in that community is too, right? And what your purpose is. And I find that when we don't have a purpose, then we do go to the toxic communities because you don't necessarily need a purpose except for showing up. You know, when you're in a community that's going to inspire you and push you to be better, that there's roles to play. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm the connector. I have other people who are the organizers I have the other people who are inventing or creating everybody has a role. And all we do is push each other to keep playing that role even better. And it takes a long time to find a community that is perfect for you. And sometimes that community is going to change because you are also going to grow. And that's okay to know as well, that it's okay to go to different communities. And it's okay to leave a community, especially when it's toxic.
0: I think that's the tough part is is leaving a community that you're already in. Uh, And then finding the community. What would your advice be for someone who's just Who wants that? Who wants that good community, but doesn't know where to start?
1: There's lots of resources. So I would start online, I would look up different groups on social media that do things, whether it's gardening, maybe it's, it's going for walks, or maybe it's a group that meets after work to discuss a certain topic, like look for groups that are doing things that you like, or that maybe you don't know you like, and you want to try. Because then at least you're you're going into a group with an open mind and you're trying something out. There's, But I would start online. And I mean, we have such a virtual world now that you can find lots of different groups. And otherwise, I would start going to different community centers, different networking groups. And I know that can be really hard for people, especially to get out of their shell. And especially if you have anxiety, like that's that's a tough thing to do. So online, I would say online first and then go start exploring the different groups.
0: And what would you say around stigma? Because I know one of the things that makes my tribe, my community so special is that we speak our truth, that we're Mm -hmm. okay with being vulnerable, that we um, share from our hearts,
1: um, but that's not always a safe thing to do. No. yeah. Um, And I would say don't do that at first until you're in the group and you know that it's a safe place. And that's the first thing we have to do is make sure it's a safe place. And when you have challenges or things you want to talk about, like, anxiety or depression or just community in general, you have to know that you're safe and you have to feel safe. And the stigma is going to be there for a while until you are safe. And we put the stigma out on ourselves too, right? Because you're walking into a group and if you want to just go out and talk about anxiety or depression or mental health or addiction, it's still, there's so many groups that have an even bigger stigma. So again, it's about knowing you're safe.
0: No, I know a lot of people who will overshare <laughs> And (laughs) and that's not always that it's not always, especially when you're, you're first starting out your journey with healing and you're learning Mm -hmm. how to talk about these things that we we're very excited to, to share these insights. And, and it's, um, yeah, we do it slowly in Mm -hmm. steps, you know, and we throw a little bit out there and a little bit out there until that person that we're sharing with has really earned our trust.
1: That's right. And sharing small pieces and learning how to not overshare is also important for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I was one of those when I first started out. <laughs> I think
1: that's that's just what everybody though that comes out of a journey of healing, right? They want to share because you're so excited about, you know, you got to this point. So let's share it so other people can get to that point as well. But if you're in the wrong community, it, it'll just crash down on you and then you're not going to share again where you're in a safe place, people will welcome your story because they want to be excited with you and for you and be able to share it with their friends so that other people will go get help.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so important. I know my, my husband was a bit of a loner. He's a lone wolf, right? And then he meets me who I have this huge community of amazing people and the guys are all hugging and they're talking and they're sharing their feelings and they're saying, I love you to other, to each other, other men. And he was just, (laughs) He was shocked he, but now he's so part of that group and has really learned to embrace mm-hmm. that sense of, of community and tribe and family and and um...
1: yeah and it's really neat to watch how the different communities connect. I know in the in the recovery community, it's a lot of hugging and handshaking and telling stories and you know it's really remarkable to be a part of because there is so much trust in that community within each other, right? Like, and it's remarkable. I wish other communities had that much trust in each other to be able to share openly. But I think we're getting closer.
0: Yeah, you know. But on the other side of it too, just as a warning that to to you know, if there's somebody who's just starting their journey in recovery, there are some very sick and toxic people. Yep,
1: yeah, very. I mean,
0: we're not all healthy. And I, I mean, even in this sober world, I had a a job where I trusted a colleague and and a coworker. And and she turned out to be um, horrible. (laughs) horrible.
1: (laughs) It's it's really hard because you don't want to tell people not to trust people, right? So, and I found when I started building community, now the point was to build a community of all of these other communities, right? To bring the communities together so that we're learning on an ongoing basis. I want to learn from the business community and innovation and education and the recovery communities, and then share all of that knowledge. So everybody has it, but it's really, it's really hard to know and to trust people, right? So when you go in, it's a lot of, you might be quiet for a little while, or you might just watch for a little while before you share, because you really do have to find the trust in people. And there's always going to be those people that you can't trust, which is really sad, but it's there. So until you're safe and it goes back to being safe, are you safe? Are, Are you anxious in this group? Like, is it triggering you? You have to ask yourself all these questions when you go into different communities.
0: But in the end, it is it is so worthwhile. Since I found my my community and my tribe, I, I I'm not just blowing smoke here. Like I found that I've become a better person because yes. I'm I try to hang on to them and I try to be a good friend. I try to be as good to them as they are to me. And it's really inspired me to step up my game in, in terms of, of how I present and how I'm there for others.
1: Yeah, I find that too. Like. The community really pushes you right so you want to be better for your community you want to be better for yourself you want to be just better overall because you're surrounded by those type of people who get you excited to go and do something new who inspire you to take the next step in your business or in your life journey who also tell you when you're doing something wrong so that you can correct it you know and they help you do that
0: yeah yeah that's a big part of it too is being mm-hmm. safe enough loving each other enough to speak the truth yeah. that was that was a big saying of our, of our like in our group is that I love you enough to tell you the truth
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <And it's hard. laughs> we're still scared to do though. we're like we gotta tell you yeah. not bad thing, but we got to change this
0: <laughs> yeah all right well do you have any other advice or any any little inf- pieces of wisdom for someone that's just starting their journey with community
1: community is really important and don't give up on it. And you can build your own community. You don't have to settle into a community. You can actually create your own. So if there's things that you want, go and find those people. You know, like I wouldn't have found business people to push me to be a better business person. They're part of my tribe. I wouldn't have found mentors so that when I had questions, they're a part of my tribe. I wouldn't have found supporters. So when I have to go out somewhere and I have anxiety, I have that tribe with me, so I don't have the anxiety. You know, you can create your own community or you can join communities, but don't stop because it's 100% worth it. When you find the right one, you will know and you will be super happy and inspired and you'll have people who will correct you when you're wrong. It's the best thing I've done is build a community.
0: Me too. Too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're going to list your information in the show notes on the podcast and in the description in the Thank YouTube. You. So if people want to join your community. <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah. And everyone's welcome.
0: <laughs> okay. Do you want to just quickly tell us a little bit about community now?
1: Yep. Yeah, so we're actually just about to release our, the last issue of volume five, which will be released at the end of this week. And we've been around, we're going into our sixth volume we talk about business, innovation, community and education and the overlap between the industries. So we're always connecting industry to people. And then we have a big focus on mental health, because as you know, mental health impacts every aspect of our lives. That's it.
0: Yeah, it does. That's why we do what we do here. At yeah.
1: Domina. <laughs> oh, and we need you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again. I, I really appreciate you taking the time to, to do this. Perfect. Thank you so much for having me.